Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Ask a Friend. I'm Tom Sweeney from Black Grass. Thanks so much for tuning in. Very excited today. I've got my friend Ned up in Fresno. He's going to be dialing in and sharing his uh, love of music. And he actually has a really interesting um, knowledge base of music, specific music that he really, really likes. And he's actually from the Northeast area of the United States and knew a lot of uh, famous bands that came out of that area even before they were famous. And then of course followed them uh, when they were famous and then even on, you know, when they weren't quite as famous more recently. So this is gonna be really interesting. He actually used to go out to shows and take pictures of bands and post them and do blogs on bands and do interviews. And so I know he's got a lot of stories uh, from the Northeast area and all the different uh, popular groups that came out of that area. So again, thanks for tuning in to Ask a Friend. Again, I'm Tom Sweeney from Black Graz, and right now you'll have a short musical interlude, and then we'll get everything started. Thanks for tuning in, and just one second, we'll get going. Right on. There you are. So yes. what's going on? I am here, and now I can hear you. Excellent. Ned, thanks so much for joining me all the way from up in Fresno, California. I understand it's much, much better weather, weather up there since all the rain, right? Uh, yeah, we had some nice minor flooding here, but several days of a good soaking was desperately needed. Uh, agreed. All over the western coast, I think, except for maybe up in Washington, Oregon. <laughs> so, right. so California is definitely grateful for the rain. Um, so thank you so much for taking time to join me on this show that is in its infancy. I am experimenting with Anchor and with podcasting. And the premise of the show, I forewarned you, but just to repeat it again so folks out there who are listening know, I am calling up my friends and I'm just basically asking them what kind of music they like and what kind of music they wish they heard more of, maybe on the radio or just uh, in their lives. And so far, it's actually been a lot of fun. It's really cool to hear some of the different styles that uh, folks that I'm close to uh, like, and I didn't even know it, you know. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to do this with me. I also know that you have a new family, so congratulations. I want to let folks out there know that uh, Ned is a new dad, and it's very exciting. But even better, it's really cool to have you on this show, Ned, because you were a big part of the scene in, in the Northeast the music scene for quite a while. Uh, you took a lot of uh, really famous pictures some, of some bands that turned out to be huge, huge stars. Uh, you followed the scene religiously for a long time, but also you're a, a, a semi-pro runner, or, or at least pr uh, you should be pro because you're so good at running and you've been doing it for so long and you're involved in so many other professional things as well. It's a real honor to have you on the show. So if you don't mind, before we get into the music, would you please just share a little bit about yourself and what you do and kind of your experience? Sure. Started off as a photographer in high school and was part of the yearbook, school newspaper, and my first job was with our town paper. I actually had my mom back in the day getting on my case, hey, why don't you go get a job, go get a job. And on a whim, I called the town newspaper. And they said, yeah, you know, bring some stuff down. Now, I was only into, into it for about a year or so. <clears throat> uh, let's just say I did not have a portfolio. What I had was a scrapbook. And sometimes the universe throws you a bone. 
<laughs> and I, I went down on my bicycle and brought my scrapbook and my camera. And I was hired on the spot to do the cover for the uh, vacation guide, which, you know, uh, much to my surprise, it all happened and things fell into place. But I was very lucky. There was a guy there that was an upperclassman. Uh, he was a fellow runner a couple of years ahead of me. And, and he really took me under his wing and really kind of showed me the ropes during that summer. And what I found out later is they had actually, uh, they'd actually let their other photographer go and that just, there was mountains of stuff that were just piled and piled up. And uh, this guy's mom worked there in advertising. So, you know, it worked out for them, worked out for me. And that was sort of the stepping stone to getting into the photography. Well, that's amazing. What an interesting story too. You're like, okay, I think I'd do this. It's almost like you got a signal from them saying, Hey, we need somebody, anybody interested in doing photography. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was 40 and back in the day I, I rode my bicycle. So that helped me get into good shape. I was, you know, pumping those Hills six days a week, which at the time, you know, when you're in it, you can't reflect on it, but looking back, I could see how all of that biking that I did, you know, I didn't have a car then. And, and it really gave me a jump on a lot of the runners in the area. And, and again, at the time, I just, I didn't put it together. I started to think a little bit in college because I kind of slacked off the biking in college and I started to put that back in and it definitely helped. That's great. So now please share a little bit of your experience with the music scene in the North, the Northeast area. Now, what era of what time period are we talking about? And what were the areas that you frequented that you saw these groups? Yeah, well, my interest started a little bit in high school, probably by my senior year. I found out that this guy had graduated about two years ahead of us. Uh, his name was Chris, and you know him. I think he played at a band. With, we'll just call him Chris M. for his privacy. <clears throat> and this is an interesting story that I actually got to tell the lead singer of the band. There was a talent show when we were in high school, and for many years they didn't have talent shows or any kind of assemblies because the student behavior was an issue. And when our grade level came in, things changed, some attitudes changed, and they took a chance, so we had it. But this talent show had an array of all kinds of things, you know, people doing lip syncs, which I'm not really sure how that fits into talent, but nonetheless, there was some, then some people doing some original dances, but, and then there was this band that did Jump by Van Halen, and well, you know how I kind of feel that song's a little bit overplayed, and it had run its course, and even then, this was 86, so my friends were in another band that they started, and believe it or not, they recruited a female, uh, her sister was in migrating. and I think she was a year younger. And what they did is that song that just came out, it was brand new, cutting edge on MTV. It was called Strength by the Alarm. And they blew everyone out of the water. Oh, wow. And, but, but, there, but there was sort of that thing, you know, the guys in Jump were like the trendy kids and everyone kind of thought, oh, yeah, they got it in. And my friend Chris and his band won the talent show singing that song strength by the alarm. And I was really captivated by, you know, what they did and how they did it. And, you know, I'd never heard of the alarm up until that point because they were still kind of up and coming band. Um, and as a side note, I actually got to meet Mike Peters fairly recently of the alarm. He actually played here in the central Valley solo. So, you know, it probably took me 25 years to actually meet him. I mean, the band kind of disbanded the nineties, but it was amazing to finally meet, someone that I kind of looked up to. I never thought I'd meet him. And he came into a, a club called Strummers. 
and no entourage, no women, you know, no fanfare, just Mike, his guitar and a smile. And I just turned around and I happened to see him like, Hey Mike, he's like, Hey, how's it going, mate? And <laughs> it was like a, it was like a private show. There's about, you know, probably a hundred some people. And, you know, he, he just said, Hey, what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? What do you want? I guarantee everyone's going to hear the song that they want to hear. So it was really cool. And, and maybe by chance, Mike will hear this. He's been out on tour and just to let people know, Mike Peters actually has a, some health challenges right now. And he, uh, he had to cancel his tour. So if by chance Mike Peters of the alarm ever hears this, uh, best wishes, speedy recovery, and uh, thanks for all the great shows. So that's just a little side note from, uh, from kind of what sparked my interest there in the early days. But uh, so my friend's band uh, happened after he was in high school, and it, the man's name was Sid Sartre. And they had an original compilation. And I was just amazed that some people just out of high school recorded their own stuff. And I believe it was on eight track, nothing fancy, but I did some photos for them. And back in the day, they only, they only played once. They actually played the night of our senior Vespers and they waited for us, all the seniors to come back to the club because, you know, that was the most of the crowd. So I had some fun with that and it was almost like a one-off and it wasn't until 10 years later that they actually played one more gig. So I'm actually the only person on planet Earth that have seen Sid Sarcher play twice. Wow, really? Yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing story. You know, you spent a lot of time in New York City, too. Yeah, well, that's, you know, kind of how we met each other. Um, you know, we were talking about the scene there. And, and I photographed a lot of bands in Rochester, New York. There's a great club called Idols. And I think it's that club called Club Zero and another club called Scrap. And this is an exciting time for me just out of high school. Uh, you can get into the clubs when you were 18 in Rochester, which, you know, in Northeastern Pennsylvania, you couldn't do that. So I photographed a lot of bands each weekend. The guy actually used to let me in the club for free because I used to give him photos. So all my photos were sort of plastered downstairs of all the bands that had played there. So, yeah, I got to photograph a lot of bands that were big then. Uh, the only name band that really hit there was A Flock of Seagulls, and that was back in 89. They had already kind of passed people. Got to meet Mike Score, the lead singer. And several years later, talked to him again. He actually played uh, Tinks in Scranton. So I got to photograph the band then and give him some of the old photos. So that was kind of neat. One, one of the few signed, well-known musicians that I actually had to meet. Um, but then, you know, through the nineties, there was a scene that was evolving in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And I knew right off the bat, something was, was very interesting. Uh, in the early days, this is sort of pre-internet, internet, modern day, there was a magazine called Soundcheck. Now I was not involved with that because I was kind of in and out between college. And then as that, magazine started to fade some other entertainment weeklies came in such as the weekender and electric city and back then you know you can go out at least three or four days a week and see a great live band and and you and your band was one of them you were playing a showcase i won't say the name of the agency that was the showcase because we don't need to give them any more promotion but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's all good yeah but but i was just amazed uh my friend will call him ti ted he was out there with me and, you know, we didn't drink, we didn't smoke, we didn't do drugs. So we had a pretty 
good grasp on what was going on then. So it was a time that I enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. Uh, <clears throat> as so uh, Soundcheck Magazine started to fade, the owner had a club. And she was actually putting the magazine up for sale, which usually when people put things up for sale, it's kind of like a dead horse. You know, the, the Internet was starting up. People were going digital. We, we had asked her just out of curiosity how much she wanted for the magazine. And it was an insane number. It was, it was crazy, stupidly expensive. And we're like, okay, well, what comes with it? She says, well, my writers. And we're like, well, we, we can write. <laughs> I can do photography. <laughs> and it doesn't cost us anything. Yeah. So again, I'm not going to, I'll tell you privately how much she wanted for it sometime, but I don't want to embarrass her. But anyway, obviously she never sold it and the magazine faded. But as how I met you doing some photos for you and your, in your band Beef, there was uh, a magazine that sort of sprang up and it was called Unsung Hero Music Magazine. And a guy named Greg, he played a band called Fist, that's F-I-S-T. I didn't find out later, it stands for Focused in Strength and Transcendence. Oh, interesting. So it took... I yeah, I, I and, and kind of a, you know, kind of almost like a hardcore sort of band, but he had his degree in English and uh, interesting background. But the magazine lasted about three years. This was, you know, again, the early days of the Internet. We did have an online presence, but it was pretty limited. Digital photography was still very expensive. And, you know, we gave it three years. Uh, that unique event happened in September of 2001. And, you know, one thing I learned, people don't really need magazines. And, you know, and the scene was was folding. Um, and I guess maybe the timing of that fading was appropriate with the scene. You know, I like to kind of talk a little bit about the good things you remember, the, the, the fun things, the days of like CBGBs. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's it was such an, an amazing every, every trip there was always amazing. That was a cool place. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately now the club is gone too. Yeah. Yep. It's been, I guess it's been franchised now, right? I heard something about, they might do something in Vegas, whether they did or not. Um, I actually just recently saw the movie. Oh really? I haven't seen the movie yet. I got to check that out. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty true to form. Um, I, before I met you, I actually went there in like 94 with a classmate that was the first guy that I knew that was in New York city. And, uh, you know, you always hear, it always seems more glamorous when people talk about it. And I remember I got there and it smelled like a It's dog. a hole. It was a hole. I mean, it was just a place yeah. where you set up electronic, you know, amps and drums and made a lot of loud noise and bounced off the walls. There was nothing beautiful about it, except the no, fact that all no. this amazing music came out of this hole. <laughs> and it did sound good. I mean, the sound quality, and I thought it was like an entrance to a subway. Is that, am I correct? It used to be an entrance to Gosh, a subway. Gosh, I don't remember that. I just remember that the wood on the floor was so worn that the nails were poking through. And yeah. And then there were so many bumper stickers and band stickers. I'm convinced that, you know, it used to be like a foot wider, but it was like sticker <laughs> yeah. over sticker. Sticker. It did have a great sound system, though. I remember playing there, and it it always sounded really good. So, yeah, and even the lighting for for a small place, um, but you know, the light, you know, photographically, I, you know, I they got some nice photos for some. I photographed several bands there. I think for a while at the club, I think they thought I was in a band. I was there so much, or in, in a band for sure. So we're right. we're running low on time. So I, I apologize for cutting into what you what you're saying. Uh, your story that is only because it's so interesting and, and there's so much more I know you can share. 
So absolutely, I'm going to have you on another episode as well. But for this one, I'd like to ask you a couple questions about your preference in music maybe now, especially since you've been talking about kind of what brought you to this point. Uh, so what kind of music, what is your favorite band right now? Uh, I mean, are we talking people on the charts now or are we just talking? No, it could be anything. It'd be old or new or, you know, someone that's been around for a little while or just it's really up to you. Whatever your whatever your favorite group is right now. You know, I I kind of rotate by several. I've always been a big U2 fan of the older stuff, not the newer stuff. Uh, anything after Joshua Tree doesn't do much for mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, I like the older R.E.M., I, I didn't care for the newer stuff. I still don't. Uh, you know, I like the alarm. Same thing. Like the older stuff. I don't know what it is about the earlier stuff of bands that gets me. And of course, you know, if you were to go through my CD collection in the nineties and two thousands, most of it was original Northeast PA music. Well, yeah. And you know, just to mention, you were you were talking about a scene in Northeast PA when Live was getting big, Fuel was getting big, the Badleys were getting big, Solution AD was getting big. I mean, all these bands we were playing, uh, we were around, or we were friends with, or we had opened for. So yeah, that was a, a big deal then. And now, of course, you've got Breaking Ben that's big out there, bands that are doing really well again. And fortunately, they tend to be on the rock side, which is kind of my my preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I, it was interesting. I was at the Voodoo Lounge when Breaking Benjamin was just, they play on a Thursday to like four people. And then they started to just get that phase where they were playing a whole lot. And then they played at Hiles, if you remember that, the, the, the club that I always yelled at for people for playing too loud all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you have a club in the middle of the city and then you don't want people to play loud. Anyway, but, uh, they they I just came in late there and and they hit that mark where they had just they they hit a whole new level. I called my sister up at two thirty in the morning, and I said I just saw the next band that's going to get signed here. I guarantee it. Six months later, they were signed. Yeah, yep. It was like an explosion. So so now, are there or is there any new band that's out right now, like within the last five years even, that you really uh, uh, enjoy? There's there's nothing that super dazzles me. You know, there was a band several years ago that I saw on late night TV that blew me. I saw one. It was called Kill Hannah. Do you remember the band Kill Hannah? No. Uh-uh. And they really hadn't. They really hadn't taken off. They they kind of dazzled me. If you could dazzle me by the first song in your set, you're you're probably gonna find someone who's going to buy your music and, and stay with you for a while. Right. Cause that's the hook. If you, if you can get me right in the beginning, you know, you shouldn't have to warm me up. It should be go and, 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 and you know, let's rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now what band would you, do you wish that you heard more of now, maybe even on the radio or on the internet or that you saw more mention of, you know, there are several bands that I think don't get the respect that they deserve even though they were semi-popular, I tell you, one of them is The Cult. Oh, I, I mean, Bill, B- B- Billy Duffy is an amazing guitarist. Ian Asbury, you know, he even played with, with The Doors for a while. Very, I mean, they showed you the difference. I mean, I, I, electric, their album Electric is interesting. It almost was a little too ACDC for me, but it showed that they could do that. But the, the album Love, you know, Rain and She Sells Sanctuary, 
those songs are so, so powerful. And a lot of people don't even know. She Saw Sanctuary, many people forgot. It was on the top of the dance charts. Wow, really? I mean, and an alternative band that had a song that was on the alternative dance chart that just how i heard of them and i was just like wow who's this band but i I don't think they get the respect that they deserve you know if if the john teeter school of time travel becomes viable i'll tell you what i'm I'm gonna be going to all these old shows just zipping around and through time you know (laughs) just enjoying old music that's a great idea that you got to turn that into you got to turn that into a movie you know people who who discover time travel what do they do they go back to all those famous concerts just to see the concerts (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'll go back and i want to go back to the early days of berlin when terry said she was celibate and you know i guess she was on that dry spell and i'll i'll help her out uh you or me it depends on who gets to her first right that's it someone's got to run the camcorder <laughs> all right well cool brian i gotta stop now uh we've gone over time just by a little bit but man i really appreciate the the interesting stories and all of the really great stuff that you talked about and that obviously there's a lot more so if you don't mind i'd love to have you back on the show another time yeah i'd like to talk you know about the, the there's a lot to talk about cbs it was a great place and, and you were part of it and the people should should hear you know what how you contributed to the scene well thanks man and again it's a real honor not just to have you on the show but to know you and be able to call you my friend i really appreciate it so uh, at this time we're going to sign off everybody thanks so much for tuning in and make sure you give love some some love to brian uh to my friend ned yeah i almost <laughs> gave it away sorry uh up there in fresno what's a great way to be able to find you or get a hold of you uh, it, you know, if people want to look up visualstimulantsphoto.com, it's out there. You'll find the site. You'll see some some vintage photos there. I don't do it as much as I used to, but right it's on. There. All right, sir. Well, have a wonderful evening. Please give your family a big hug and uh, kiss from me and uh, my wife. So, uh, we'll talk to you guys really soon. And thanks again for the show, and thanks for the, the wonderful stories. And we will absolutely do this again. I'll send you a link too as soon as I'm done. All right. Sounds great. We'll talk soon. Signing off. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Ask a Friend. I'm Tom Sweeney from Blackgrass. I really appreciate you guys listening, and I especially appreciate my friend Ned up there in Fresno letting me call him up and bug him about what kind of music he likes and uh, asking about some of the stories he had to share. I really enjoy the stuff he talks about because he has so much experience and there's so much more he could keep going on. So I'll definitely have him back on the show. I was able to find uh, on Spotify, REM, The Alarm, uh, Kill Hannah, and of course, The Cult, as you heard. However, YouTube is not for some reason on Spotify. So if you want to hear some of the old YouTube that he's talking about, please uh, do a search on Google. And of course, if you haven't heard my show before, you know that if you're on Anchor, you can hear all of the songs that we talk about that I pick uh, through Spotify automatically through the app. If you're not on Anchor, unfortunately, I apologize. You have to go and search those songs. So in the meantime, also, please feel free to send me uh, messages and comments. I really, really would love to hear what you guys think of the show and maybe um, your thoughts on the show and maybe some songs you'd like to hear. Even better, I'll offer this up to any listeners who send a voice message, a voice, yeah, a voice message through Anchor. Uh, if you tell me a song that you'd like to hear, now the caveat, of course, is it has to be on Spotify. 
so I can find it and link it to um, the show. But if you tell me the name of a song, I will happily be uh, put that as the intro piece of music. So right after I uh, do my intro, I'll put that as the piece of music and your voice message of you uh, requesting it, but as long as it's family friendly, of course. So please uh, do me a huge favor. Anybody who wants uh, to make that request, send it in as a voice message. I'll put that as the first song and then we'll get into the body of the interview. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, rock on. <laughs>